0: Hello and welcome to The Spill Sesh episode 73. It is your host Sejal this Monday and in today's episode I have Meera, the festival director of We Can we Perspective Film Festival and she's here to share with us all about this festival, how she became festival director and we even have a conversation about censorship in the media space and in the film industry and how this impacts the sentiments toward the local film industry and honestly she had some great insights so stay tuned because you can find out how to get tickets in the episode itself and i'll make sure to have all the information and tags on my instagram at the spill sesh with sage let's get into the episode Hi Mira, welcome to the spill sesh with Sage, a very um a loyal listener. I I'm so honored to have you on. I manifested this just saying.
1: <laughs> I just I, I literally let me just tell you about my dream. So I dreamed that we were catching up over coffee. No, straight up. And then, I it didn't click that there was a microphone between us. So I was just like catching up and then like the last thing we, the last thing you said before I woke up was um thank you for being in my podcast. And then I woke up and then I was I just it just all clicked and I was
0: like I'm just gonna reach out because <laughs> the dream's it. so. And she did. And, and here, here we, we are. are. Okay, first of all, why are you? Why are why is it in your dream that we're having coffee and not in real life? Okay, we we gotta make that happen. It's a It's <laughs> mm-hmm. gonna happen after we should, this. Please. Yes. Okay. Please. Definitely. Because honestly, I mean, we've known each other for a few years now yeah, in school. So exactly. we're also we're both from Wikimwee and um. I'm pretty sure in year one, either through FOP or something, or maybe through year the when we were the GLs. I maybe through that I would have gotten to know you better. I don't know. I don't I just remember knowing you I think, throughout school. Was it, it was one mod that we took. But
1: I just re- Was yeah, it yeah. speech? No, there was speech and it was something else that we were in the same group.
0: Um, was it the, the basic media right? Yes,
1: yes, yes, that was the term. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, right yeah. with S G and Oh my god. Wait, it was was it four of us or I don't know who was in our team, but I remember it. Lennon. Lennon. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen...
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that man. Where is he? Honestly? Dude, I haven't seen him either. <laughs> <Calling> like <for laughs> he, he, he just has no lessons at all this semester. Oh, so he's chilling. That's great. Yeah. Good for him. I have not seen... Yeah. But to be fair, I haven't seen pretty much anyone. Like, we were all on campus for the first half of the semester. And then right. after that, that's it. Yeah. Back to online Probably, for the yeah. rest of the semester. For the rest of the set, meaning, like, three more weeks, which have that even sunk in, says, um... We're in week 10. We're graduating. (laughs) We're in week 10. (laughs) 10, 10. (laughs) It's not hitting yet. Just hold on. (laughs) Just hold on on the graduating. I was literally gonna, like, I was thinking of doing this episode where, um... Please do. I it. talk about how everyone's everything is just moving way too fast. Like, people are getting married, having babies, getting engaged, and like, we're graduating, people are getting BTO. No, the BTO thing scares me. Like, everyone's just
1: like, yeah, we, we're just bidding for BTO. Like, we're just leaving school to. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> I'm bidding for a man. I don't have a man to bid with. <laughs> Go off, sis. Like, <laughs> I swear. Right. <laughs> I swear. It's just is just too much and yeah I, the fact that we're graduating very soon like six months is is crazy but i mean that's what finally was for right to do all amazing things which is why i have you on this podcast because you're going to talk about being the festival director of perspective <laughs> film festival so why don't you introduce yourself okay. first And then tell me how you got to be the festival director. And then tell me what is... Perspective. Perspective Film Festival.
1: Okay, so hi guys. My name is Mira. I am a year-first student just like Sejo at the Wikimu School of Communication and Information. I actually specialize in the journalism track. So perspectives is a little bit out of my comfort zone in general. So um, it was interesting. So I I was actually really intrigued by um, perspectives and what they did last year. And I had a few friends who were involved in um Perspective Stars. So I was I was hearing about their their experience and I I just I just thought to myself, hey, why not um try something new, you know? And I fun fact, I actually applied for the editorial role at the Pers in perspective so that was actually my first choice yeah so I didn't really expect to be in the ex school I put that as a second choice because I couldn't really do the rest like programming EVM pubs I was like not really comfortable so I, I put first choice as editorial and second choice a- as part of ex and I guess Nikki who's um, our prof who's um, managing perspectives as a practicum in, in school um, she so she she asked me do you want to do you want to try out being a festival director and and I'll be doing it with Erwin Who's the best, really? Because his experience, firstly, um, he did perspectives last year, so he he really knew. Oh, yeah, wow. so so he 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 got that side settled, like his experience. I could turn to him for help and all that. And I just thought to myself, try was something that I'm just comfortable with. You know, I'm a gen student. I write. Why not try something that really pushes me a bit? And I mean, it's the last year, right? Let's do something. Let's just do something um to challenge myself. So yeah, I agreed and. Honestly, in retrospect, I feel like this journey thus far in Exco has really taught me a lot that goes beyond what I was comfortable with, and, and I think I take away a lot from, from perspective itself. And just want to shout out to my Exco team as well because Erwin and there's also a festival manager, which is, which is Juxian. And honestly, she's the best because homegirl can't deal with logistics and, and money. <laughs> money really does like, She's
0: a logistics queen. She's she a welfare queen. Straight up,
1: like, I just want to shout and give some love to Juxian because she's really, like, as much as, like, I'm ambitious and, and I, I want to do this and that, she really, like, holds me down. She's like, no, Mira, we don't have money. <laughs> we gotta, no, we gotta pull you back. No, no, no. <laughs> so I think, in a lot of ways, I, I, I felt like, the expo team we really complemented each other like we're good at certain strengths and, and they helped me with things that i'm not good at so all in all i really, really had a good time in perspectives as much as there were not not saying that there was no like this uh tears and, 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 and downs and, and a lot of a lot of drama but honestly it was something that i really look back for and yeah to see it come to fruition today because um it, it starts from 21st to 31st october
0: yeah, it's very, very Oh my god, literally today's the first yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. We're recording on the first day, congrats. Because yeah. I know how I know what it feels like, obviously, when you put an entire year and you're in the ex Five months, yeah. I was also FOP co-chair, right. but that was two years ago. And same thing, you know, you uh, I also wasn't sure whether I wanted to be like co-chair. I was like, ah, oh, I was kind of like going to do pubs. It's <laughs> comfortable asked, with. Yeah. yeah. And then someone, I think, was like, why don't you just sign up for co-chair? And I was like, uh what? I have never even led a camp in my life. So, and then, you know, everything just came to be and I'm so glad I did it. So, yeah, I can imagine what a stressful and but rewarding journey it's been. How long have you been working on it? Yeah, five months
1: actually. Five months of, yeah, (gasps) it was mostly Zoom meetings and during summer. So, we had Zoom meetings every week and then it slowly evolved to going to school and then it's back to Zoom meetings again because of the COVID conditions. But, Yeah. yeah, it has been five months of really... Pushing, debating... Intense. Yeah, going through the whole, like, process. It's really interesting, though. I, I, I don't regret one single bit.
0: Yeah, so what is PFF, Perspective Film, Film Festival? Because honestly, what I remember... Um, I don't think I've ever attended very honestly mm. any one of them. But... And I, I remember just during lecture, like maybe one person coming from the team or something to talk about PFF, like after, I mean, this was when, you know, we had face-to-face lectures and that life was normal. Right. And But I will say, I have to give it to your pups team because I have literally been seeing PFF all over my social media. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, why? I remember, I was like, yeah, there is this festival by Wikimedia and I just like never paid any attention to it. But now it's all over social media. You're doing so much and like really hats off to the team because... It it seems to be like very people are very, very aware of it. So what is the festival about? Right, okay. And what is the festival actually? Yeah, okay.
1: So Perspectives is this um student run film festival and fun fact it's Singapore's first and only and the longest running um student run film festival in here in Singapore. And we're actually on our fourteenth year. So this is our Mark's our fourteenth year, yeah, of doing this. So um yeah, so Perspectives we're made up of Okay, I'll just give you a family tree of how perspectives. But well, it's five teams. So it's a practicum in school. And actually, they are, in my team, there's actually a lot, out, a lot of students outside from Wikimui. So we even have one from engineering, which is a first, which is really cool. She's in design. And she, she's, um, she's from engineering. And so basically, you just apply this as a UE mod in NTU. And then, um, so the five teams, the five family branches, there is the, the pubs team, the publicity side, the editorial, um programming where you curate the films for us and then the ancillary event site as well as oh know what that means. And Exco, yes. There's five of us. So you forgot <laughs> yourself. Yeah, we forgot ourselves. So we really just manage yeah so um, when you choose when you apply for um, perspectives you apply for the role that you want to be so if you want to be a designer you can join us as a designer if you want to be an editor uh, an ed- editor you can join in the editorial team etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's what perspectives is it's a practicum but um, the cool side is because it's a film festival and it's a student-run film festival a lot of um, rigor is being placed on um, how do we to read these films and we approach it in a very thematic approach. So what we do at the start is we come up with themes on our own and we, we really decide on one theme and then we find films that surround that, that that theme of the year. So actually, yeah, so this year's theme is WTF, What The... Very, um
0: yeah... Oh, that, okay. Just a little pause, <laughs> like, that makes so much sense because... <laughs> Because when you texted me like, Oh, you know, okay, this is what we can talk about. The first question was WTF is was also oh Okay. And I then I but in my so in my notes I was like, What's <laughs> PFF? I didn't put the WTF because so I wasn't sure so I thought you were talking yeah. to me like that. <laughs> it's what the its perspective. Like we're we're approaching I it in that. a
1: WTF manner. And honestly okay. it wasn't a, it wasn't a theme that I was very comfortable with to to be honest. During mm-hmm. the process, I remember I was one of the a bit of the skeptic here, like i uh, are we really gonna go with WTF? Because there were another a close second uh, theme that we wanted to go with but it didn't make it in the end. But Okay. Looking back now, actually, what the theme really is very fitting for all our experiences because we went through real crazy stuff that, that make us go, like, did that, that just happen? <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, so, basically, it's a thematic approach. And this year's approach is, our theme is What The? And essentially, it, it challenges. So, Perspectives is about breakthroughs in cinema. And it's a student-run festival. And, and what, I think, one thing I really, really enjoyed is the process of Going through understanding the boundaries that we have to work with in Singapore's climate. So uh, I'll just yeah, I'll just start off with saying that in because of the what their theme, right, We actually came up with a few films, and it was one film in particular that we decided not to screen it at the end because um IMDA. So basically, what IMDA is about.
0: Um, yeah, I was going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
1: IMD is the Infocom Media Development Authority in Singapore, which regulates media in Singapore. So all the films that you watch in the cinema, IMDA has to give that the rating. So, um, yeah, like PG, PG
0: R-rated, exactly. PG-13, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah so um, censorship
1: in Singapore is actually a real thing and it's a boundary that we really have to work with. And I, I think my experience in perspective really taught me about how we navigate in that that space. And and as much as we are students who really want to break free and want to challenge the norm, you know, the status quo, there are physical limitations that we have to work around with. I mean, COVID itself, the the, the rules and regulations that we have to work with um, was also a very tricky thing. So um, there was one film that um, we decided not to screen it at the end because IMDA requested uh, to cut some screens. And we felt that because we want to honor the integrity of the work, we 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 don't screen um we don't screen cut scenes and uh, un- we want to screen it in an uncut way. So yeah, I yeah. What so yeah, so this film is actually an Israeli documentary and it's called The Prophet and the Space Aliens. And it's actually a documentary. So that it talks about this real religion called the Re Alien Religion, and it believes in the UFO, which was an amazing Ooh. film. Really interesting. It makes you go wTf and the way people right now believe in cults and and, and 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 to see them to see them um really worship and, and believe something that is so makes us makes us really like okay it's strange right right now people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. believe in, I mean yeah it, this these are the things that we explore so yeah IMD rated that M, M18 with cuts and we just decided not to screen it all together and yeah, that was something that we really had to work within boundaries and it was it was a really good lesson for me because as much as we wanted to be ambitious and bold and, and the student like the rebellious students in us wanted to yeah. really fight for it, there are things that we just had to work around with. Yeah.
0: So what films um, get chosen for this festival? Are they like all student films as well, like within Wikimui, or are they also filmmakers, just like local filmmakers, that maybe they're listening to this podcast, they may think like, oh, if we want to apply, like to show our film next year, how does that work? Oh,
1: um, Actually, okay, so we choose the theme, right? And then after that, we select films that, that in, surrounds that theme, and we try to have a wide diversity of it. So we have an interle- uh, international collection of, of films that we curate, uh, we want to program and and in our curation of films, we there there was a few years back then where um they featured a local film, and I think the 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 approach is breakthroughs in cinema. So films that provoke and is the alternate between the conventional movies that we watch on you know Marvel movies and and all those. Movies that are blockbusters, Hollywood
0: movies. Like commercial cinema, cinema. yeah, Like not, basically, this is not commercial cinema. Exactly.
1: So we try Mm -hmm. to offer that. And a lot of things, actually, because our theme is WTF, right? We actually, um, my programmers actually really fought very hard to program films that were once banned, and then now it's no longer banned. Mm. So it, it was interesting. So that film is actually called Belladonna of Sadness. It's a Japanese film. And it was so crazy because it was banned globally for a long time. Like, the world couldn't see the film. And and now they decided to release it because they realized, oh, they were being a little bit too strict and they were just put off by the the synopsis of the film, which was basically this woman who, who was raped in a circus and made a deal with the devil. So they saw, like, satanism and they were like, okay, this is banned globally. <laughs>
0: yeah. But why... So, okay, my God. <laughs> so they... Because of... Um, like the potential relationship with like Satanism, the whole world couldn't see. Yeah. I've never heard of that, you know, where like a, like I've I've heard of obviously movies, even very uh silly example, but um what was it? Beauty and the Beast was banned in what Malaysia, <laughs> right? You know, because of the one scene that insinuated the two characters were gay. I was like, oh <gasps> okay, but well, whatever. But like things like that, you know, I've never heard of like a movie actually being globally being like no you know but yeah that's very very interesting so that means you guys actually I didn't know your scope is so broad I yeah it was it's just really local broad like, yeah so do you talk to these filmmakers uh or do you just like kind of download it like somewhere from the internet how does that like how does the process work you know like to and acquiring these films okay my
1: programmers, I the, the the programming team will, will have the expertise on but what I know is that um we actually have a few outlets, like a few platforms that the school um provides, so we can go search like the database from there. And actually, because perspectives films, it's it's not just um the latest films. I mean, definitely this year we we're very fortunate to premiere a few films, but there's def definitely films from the past that we want to bring it back because it feels fitting in our theme, and yeah. So I think the way we select films, it really just it just makes us wanna. It makes us wanna like think about how the theme, how it met, how how it actually brings out the theme in it. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think section of films is really just alternative cinema where it's indie films which have a way of storytelling that we wanna show the world about.
0: Wow! So like, has any Waking We student ever shown their film at PFF? Do you have any idea? I'm not very sure actually
1: because. I mean, um, Wikimu students, the documentaries and and films. I don't know if mm. if they are like a, a move like a film
0: film like a one hour. Oh, true, true. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, okay, I, I think that when I think of indie films, I always think of something short. But then I realize, <laughs> yeah. film is still a film. <laughs> it's still
1: really. Like, I mean, definitely. Huh? I I really hope in
0: a few years' time, we we get to shoot. Oh, that will be so. That will cool, be surreal. Eh? Yeah, like a Wee student. What student. What is. Oh, that's amazing, but yeah, I wanted to touch again on like the thing that you mentioned about IMDA, which was, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a media student, uh, like I've been studying media from in Poly as well, and I remember so many lectures on like censorship in the media, IMDA, and all these local films that were banned from, uh, or same thing exactly what you said where, IMDA IMDA told them to cut the film, or remove some of the scenes, and then they were just like forget it because it's not we're not we're not showing yeah. half a half of our film because half the story goes, right? So, like, what are, like, what, so you mentioned, like, you had to, you know, remove one film that you already approved. So, what was that process like dealing with, you know, IMDA And did you have to tell the person, like, the filmmaker, like, did the filmmaker even know, like, to begin with, um... that you guys...
1: I mean, there was a few. We actually contacted. Um, we actually have a panel. So there were a few um director mm-hmm. panels and and Q and A segments that my programmers um actually reached out and we actually hosted a few via Zoom like like now. Wow, yeah, that's so cool. Really, really cool. So um, I know we're all going to the World's Fair. I know um, my programmer Jolie. She's an MC as well. Great orators,
0: you guys. You know Jolie. Joe. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Do you yeah. know her? Oh my god, we were in pubs <laughs> together. Yeah, it's like when you say Jolie, I was like. Joe, <laughs> she always says, call her Jo. Oh my god, yeah, she was my, like, pubs, um, she was in my pubs oh. team, I, like, mentored her, I don't know what you call it, but yeah, oh my god, that's so good for yeah, so, yeah, so she
1: hosted and facilitated a discussion with the, the directors, and, and even an act- actress who was in the film. It was really, oh, wow. it was really outstanding. I think, um yeah, so we try to reach out, if it's possible, yeah. Mm.
0: Um, so what does that, what is that decision-making process like where you're like, I'm da Because I know you guys said that, you know, you want to be like, the rebellious <laughs> students. And also, what was, I, I get it. And like, more power to you because obviously, I think what you're doing is great. Like, giving these films that didn't get a chance to be shown a, a platform now. And like, hopefully with rules changing, times changing, you know, censorship, <laughs> I don't know, but also is changing. So yeah. like, having this platform, I think for such films, and I it, it gives hope, you know? So, I, I can't imagine because I, I can ima- like rather if I were in your shoes I'd be like no we're showing it we're showing it whatever I want to be better but it's like rules are rules exactly. so like how do you as a leader as a festival director deal with that pressure and that like pressure to make that decision to pull the plug on a film that you really believe it's in it's
1: a hard pill to solo. I mean ex- in the, as an exco team I, I'm just really I think we're very lucky to have Nikki and m- Miss Nikki Draper and Mr. Eternity eternity then we call him Ikki so Nikki and Ikki they are really great human beings I think when when something like this comes up right and we, we really want to f- want to push for it and we're really disappointed we don't want to break the news and then program the team of programmers so we really want stream- to stream it but um, I'm, I'm really very grateful for them because they, they sort of okay they sit us down and then they, they talk to us and then they say hey you know if we don't get to do this we can do other things instead so what we can do is editorial can talk about censorship that could be a topic of discussion perspective is still the space where we can talk about things and if we can't screen it let's just talk about why we can't screen it and let's let's open that discussion so i think when one door closes another door literally opens Another yeah so i'm so grateful (laughs) for the guidance because they really taught us that okay right now we we are fighting for this and we 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 have to respect the boundaries that's given to us but hey Mm -hmm. let's work on the space work within the boundaries what can we do And what can we talk to push and and have eventually like that breakthrough that we want so i'm actually very grateful that i have that that nurturing um prof that that really guided us and and really lived that that pressure and and that, that disappointment because in the end when my um editorial team took over and said okay let's talk about this so what they did was um there was an article i don't know if it's released yet but basically they talked about films in singapore that were censored so they um it was referencing there was this film that we are premiering. It's not the sense it's not the, the one that we decided on the screen. It's a Taiwan um film called The River. And what my editorial team did was they talked about how um this director was a friend of this um Singapore director who couldn't produce or couldn't even add the film about um this homosexual relationship. And the film was 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 really highly anticipated the whole world wanted to see it, but Singapore just refused to allow it to show. So it was just, it never saw the light of day. And my editorial side of the team, they talked about it and they shed so much light on the history and and the censorship. And there's a long way to go that we are in this fight all together, you know? And yeah, so I think at at the end of the day, I'm just happy that
0: we can still talk about it. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So what were your thoughts like on censorship in the media in singapore Hmm. or specifically i would say the film and tv industry yeah
1: i definitely understand the boundaries that they have to work around because censorship okay there was because the theme was what wtf right i remember when my programmers were pitching there was one trailer in particular there was one film that i was just so uncomfortable and i i just knew that it would never go through because it was talking about bestiality and I, the first three seconds of the trailer, I was... I really couldn't sit through and I was in a Zoom meeting. I was just texting Jushin. I was like, you sing seeing this? I, I can't watch it. I know. Wait, bestiality?
0: <laughs> no, sis. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Mm-mm-mm, nope. You see, there's freedom of expression and there's um, just creative topics to talk about. But bestiality... Oh my god Exactly exactly. So I was like We are really pushing The
1: boundaries here And I'm like We're not I I know it is For sure it's not Going to be clear But I was I I just remember At that moment I was a bit thankful That there was censorship So we didn't have to go through You know what I mean So during the whole process I could appreciate And at the same time You know There was this tension That's going on with Okay I get why there's censorship But at the same time Why Why are certain films Still sense that you know we could push through that kind of thing so the tension was a really um nice thing for me to reconcile actually it's like okay i get it censorship is important there's ratings for a reason i don't want my kids to be accidentally watching you know things that they're that are not age appropriate and in the same time yeah. <laughs> at the same time you know i have i i want to think that i have that maturity to know like we as a society it's we as my generation, we want to be progressive, you know, we want to push through, we want certain things to push through. So I'm actually not as much as I'm on the fence, but through I, I this whole perspectives process as, as, you know, as a festival director, I really see the, the push and pull and I, I can see both sides of it and I'm very, very thankful for the experience, yeah.
0: Wow, actually that's such a good way of looking at it because I think when people think about censorship, we immediately go to like, oh, they will never let us say what we want to say. Which, I mean, granted, okay? Like, IMD, definitely. For sure. You know, yeah. um we've learned about them and um, the, a lot of restrictions that have to be kept in place. I never thought about it the other way where we should be grateful <laughs> yeah. for censorship as well. Um, so, we don't see... Yeah, PC yeah. Yet. No, sh- Care, like <laughs> oh my god like <laughs> no I get that yeah but I still I mean I do think if I was more of a f- local film buff or like I-, I would probably know specific examples but I really cannot remember on the top mm. of my head but I know that there were a lot of films um you know that made a lot of like case studies and a lot of like local film directors very talented people could not showcase yeah. their work in their own country yeah, it which my makes head, me yeah. so sad because like you know you see um what do you call it? Like, you see, for example, uh, Korean cinema. It's a literal global phenomenon now, right? Like, Squid Game is killing it. Um, so many, even just, uh, what was that... Trained to Busan all yeah. those years ago. I feel like that was the the, the start, right? Breakthrough yeah. to Hollywood cinema, and how it just completely up. like yeah. And Koreans are so proud of their cinema. You know, they're like yes, like we're like a global phenomenon, and they just love Korean cinema. Another one is like Bollywood. 100%. We I I love Bollywood. Very proud of. Okay, maybe not right now. The industry's a little whack, <laughs> but like you, the films are great. So you know, even I'm very proud of that. But I feel like in Singapore, that lacks. You know, like how our community is not like, oh, Singapore cinema, like local cinema, you know, I, I don't really see that. What, what, do you, what do you think about that, especially being a festival director?
1: Yeah, I think, okay, I want to cut some slack first because firstly, I would like to say, Singapore is only 56 years old. Come on, man. <laughs> right? I think mm-hmm. we're, we're still young. We're still, we're still a small nation. And, and for years, we have been raised by pragmatic people and we, we, we prioritize pragmatism for a long time. You know, and then now finally we, we see we see emphasis on the arts. We see people finally saying, Okay, let's let's invest. All right, let's invest on, on yeah. arts and and we, and I'm I come from a generation where I know talented people. I, I think that, that, that's why I'm so assured. Like I know my friends, I know the people I surround myself with. We are talented people. And we gotta give ourselves credit, you know. I know definitely looking at Hollywood I mean okay even looking at Hollywood as a case study it took them years to it took them a long time to introduce diversity you know it this thing takes well, oh, while right and i know mm-hmm. in singapore so and also i mean just referencing the <laughs> Agos go army. Have you seen the audition things on TikTok? And no, <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. It's hilarious. Okay, I mean the casting Please call. Please send me. I want to watch. No, because the casting call was a bit que- like a bit questionable. I know everyone was like raising eyebrows at the way they were casting. Because is it gonna go towards the stereotypes of races? Is it gonna go there? You know, the casting call is a bit weird. But let me just see the people that took the, the audition, at uh, the, the casting call and and made it their own in a hilarious view on TikToks and, and on Facebook, on Twitter, I just loved it. And I, honestly, I, I I saw that as a promising sign. I saw that as a great sign that, yeah, definitely, they are, Singapore is still young and we we just need a little bit more time to grow. And I feel that, I, I do have hopes that, you know, to think that we are actually might be possibly the pioneer of something that's really big, bigger than ourselves, you know. And I think mm-hmm. Singapore. Um. Yeah. This the film scene and cinema. This the the cinema scene in Singapore. It's small, but now that there's more emphasis and and more time and money and passionate people invested in that little bubble, I feel that we can grow as people. And this thing takes time, but I'm actually very hopeful and optimistic that it's gonna come out to be something really great.
0: Yeah. I. I. I think that's such a great way of looking at it. I, even like for example. Um, just the TV shows in Singapore. Right. I remember I was obsessed with Tanglin. I used to sit <laughs> every day eight p.m. You religiously follow that. Oh my god, we religiously follow the characters. We're like, why is she doing this? Now, like every day, my mom and dad watch Kin together. My mom watches the Aww. other that Mom's Show, Tiger and Mom's or something like that. I can't remember what's called. Um, yeah, they love it, and like that makes me happy because. People are, like, genuinely watching it and, like, genuinely, like, Enjoying loving it. the storylines yeah. and the acting. And I honestly, I caught a glimpse of it, Um, of, like, Kim. Sometimes they watch it and I'll be, like, watching. I'm like, Okay, oh, the acting is, like, really good. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> like, you know, it's so different from how many ever years ago where I guess that's where the stigma came from. Yeah. You know, like, the very, very old local shows where it's a little bit cringy, a little bit, like acting was a little questionable which makes me sad because i think that that laid the ground for so many wonderful filmmakers and talented actors that now have that stigma to to, to break through right to break away from yeah but i think like you said it's a it's a new generation also and i think that is their silver lining because that generation didn't grow up with that stigma you know so yeah i think that may be their chance at like redefining the cinema landscape of Singapore and then like festivals like you know yours, it really really helps like promote the film scene in Singapore. Even if it's not local films, just the film scene, you know, like indie films, alternative films. Because we're also caught up in commercial cinema. Myself involved, like guilty <laughs> as charged. But I, I mean, that's what we're so used to. So I think like having festivals like yours that expose us, like the common film watchers. We may not be like film buffs or anything, but to be like, oh, there's a whole like cinema out there, which such beautiful plot lines such what the plot lines exactly. also like I it makes me want to watch like I I mean but how does it uh, how's it um gonna be done by the way like with the screenings oh, yeah. is it over zoom or
1: yeah so yeah I think last year it was because of covid that's why it became a virtual film festival this year again working with the boundaries it initially was a virtual um festival but we we really fought hard and we managed to get one night of physical screening and it's <gasps> which day? It's the, on thirty first October on Halloween night at the projector oh at Golden Mile. Yeah, so that's the physical um screening where we will screen Annette um um performed by Adam Driver <laughs> and um. Yeah, that's the only physical screening that we have. So the rest from now, twenty first October to the thirtieth of October, it's a virtual screening. So what you do is actually you just head to our website, and then we'll direct you to the projector website where you purchase the films, and you can get those like we can you can get film bundles, so you get three films at a cheaper price instead of one film, and then when you get that, so you just purchase it, and then you can watch it at the comfort of your homes from this timing all the way till thirtieth of October. Yeah, you just
0: watched it. You wow. I mean, as nice as it is to watch it from the comfort of your phones, I'm I'm sure, it would have been something else. But I'm so glad you managed to get Thank that you. one yeah.
1: night. Yeah, we were so happy. Like just one night, one night only, and it made it
0: made... Are there tickets still available? Okay,
1: currently it's sold out. That's why I don't wanna. <laughs> currently it's sold out. Everyone's. I was like, I'm yeah. gonna go get my tickets. Everyone's like, please <laughs> let me know, Mira. Like, I'm your friend. Please let me know if there's like one seat available, and I was. Uh, but that's good news for you guys. Like all your hard work is paying off. It's sold out. It's so like, Even with, um, we were so worried also because when we when it was sold out, Projector got back to us and said like, hey, because of like the seating arrangements, you know, we, we kind of need to adjust a bit. And we're like, oh no, do we have to like turn down gas? And they're like, oh no, that's not good. Don't worry, that won't happen. You just have to reshuffle the seats and all that. So we're hoping with the reshuffling, there's like, oh, maybe a few more seats that, you know, they are available. So I'll hit you up. I'll hit like all the friends there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, let me know. I mean otherwise I'll definitely attend one of the virtual screenings for sure. Please do. Yeah. It seems like really, really cool what you guys are doing, honestly. And how do you think like, you know, festivals like you guys, a student run festival could add value to the local scene, the local film industry?
1: Hmm, I think us just being there, being so passionate and, and and building this whole thing, um, I think it's quite telling, right? That it's like a bunch of youth like really excited to to support and and want people to support us as well and i think mm. it's just a good sign i think it's just good vibes that people are like okay there are people invested in this and i started off as let me tell you i was such an amateur film enthusiast like my only access was <laughs> like you like marvel movies like that's the, that's like within reach you know like that's the things that mm. I, I go to the cinema and i watch and i in films were like uh, I don't want to pay money for things that I don't know of and, and I, even like local films okay but I'm just very lucky because I'm surrounded with like friends right I mean we fr- we know friends from Wikimwi who are just like they know they know their their indie films they know everything yeah so so when I mm-hmm. so when I reach out to them and they're like okay let's this um they, they introduce me they start to introduce me to like okay there's some indie films that I can watch and some directors I should follow and then perspectives happen and then I just learned that there's a whole world out there and I was actually intimidated, like, serial, because I'm like, oh my god, I'm directing a film and I don't know anything except, like, the Marvel Universe. Like, <laughs> how am I going to navigate when <laughs> everyone knows their shit? Like, everyone's saying the director's names are off their list and I'm, like,
0: googling frantically on Zoom meetings, like, who's this? What films do they show? It's a learning process. <laughs> it is. I, definitely. It really
1: is. and and but, Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just really happy that I went through it and to know that actually it's accessible... It's easy, it's there. There is a scene in Singapore and if you look hard enough, you can find it. And I'm just very happy that also like our venue partner, The Projector, they constantly also host um, the feature films that are, that are yes. not the mainstream films, which deserves a space and deserves... It's, it's just thought-provoking. It makes us want to thing in question and question and I love those films now and I really, really appreciate that.
0: But I'm wondering, you know, like now if let's say when the indie film industry... Picks up right, and I mean, I obviously there already is a huge audience for it. Like, not not belittling that at all, mm. but like, what if the indie film industry becomes commercial one day? Do you know what I mean? Oh, if it becomes like is th- that do you? Yeah, if that becomes mainstream, and I feel like with this generation, it's very very viable that that might happen because of the outlets, You know, like the has. alternative becomes mainstream. Yeah. So what happens then? Is that the goal? Like you think like what you've been learning as festival director? Like do you think that is the goal of the indie industry and the alternative film industry or do they still want to be like, we're cool in our own lane, <laughs> like, come to our side? you know what I mean? Like, does that make
1: sense? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think one thing I can I can take away from the indie films that I watch is these directors, when they you, when you showcase, especially with our team WTF, right? It's not necessarily the plot is WTF. So certain plots are like the generic way, but it's the cinematic lens and the way they present it is WTF. The form is WTF. So that's the that's a slight nuance that there that, that is a little bit tricky and that's something that uh when when my when Nikki articulated, it, it's like okay, that's interesting. It's not it's not really necessarily the the content per se. It's, it's the form, it's the art, and I think that's what indie films are great at. They are masters at it. It's it's really the way of it's a, a form of storytelling. And I would say if they actually made it mainstream. Then I would say that we raised a bunch of intellectuals who are like we break we made it like there's a breakthrough like everyone can see that and appreciate that 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 that's that, that visual storytelling from so I don't think it's a bad thing if indie films go mainstream I think that's a good sign but that at the same time mm-hmm. after that what's next you know that's a breakthrough then what's next and I think one thing sure. I appreciate about indie film directors so it's they, they make films and despite it being. Bashed by critics or saying that, you know, it's a flop and all that. They they still make films. They, they still have this drive and I mean, learning from, learning learning about how to navigate this film festival, finance and budgeting is a real thing. It's a real thing. I
0: can imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's a real thing. <laughs> Especially for a film, like, that's what I wonder also, like, where do they get the budget to do it? Like, I, I guess it will be investors, right, who believe in the film and then, um hope that it does well in that in that realm you know it. I guess so. And, that was what I would think it be. Yeah, me. and
1: that's why um there was one film, Strawberry Mansion. It's the, this indie film that we're premiering. It's a Sundance Festival premiere. And I remember their Instagram. They talked about because they had they were had a lot of funky magic effects on the film, and they said that oh it's actually they just did it at their backyard or something like that. Like they had so lit like, so small of a budget. I love. That. And when it was so raw, authentic, and it, honest, right? When I when I read that, I was like wow and. The drive to make a film, like, you'll do anything. And, and the sacrifice... That's why I really, really appreciate that what we see on screen, especially when it's a personal or when it's a reference to the director's experience, it really, really, that pulls your heartstring. It's like, oh, that's why. That's why it's like that. That's why it's presented this way. Yeah.
0: That's... I mean... Honestly, you've sold me that I want an <laughs> indie film now. Because I really am a commercial, like, I'm a commercial film girl. Like, I just, I don't know what it is. It just, I like pop culture. I like Same. what's trending. <laughs> but I think that, like, definitely. But I will say, like, as I have been exposed to more and more cinema through Wikimui, actually. I love how we're just, like, <laughs> shout putting Wikimui <out>. <laughs> on the spot. Like, shout out. But, yeah, no, I took this uh, module Korean cinema. Oh, is it by Sanju? I love Sanjoon. I love it. <laughs> what a king. We love he is, him. He is. He is. I took the so Hollywood one. Funny. I didn't take the
1: Korean cinema.
0: So I wanted to take the Hollywood <laughs> one after the Korean cinema one because I loved it, but I didn't manage to get it.
1: He's but I loved mind. that. He's so popular.
0: Yeah. He honestly, first of all, a great prof. But what I really, really loved about that module, because I'm an advertising student, uh, advertising PR. So same thing. Like You're a German student and then it's you're... It's two like, different worlds, right? <laughs> Correct. I'm an advertising student and I um decided to just take that module and also in on exchange, haha a joke of an exchange. Um I took a Bollywood Ooh. cinema class. So that was like this so that was like my first inkling into cinema. And then I did Korean cinema and I swear I looked at the film industry in such a different way. Um especially with the Korean like Bollywood I still was like quite, quite familiar mm, with that, yeah. you know some of the the escapism and all these yeah. things that we cover I was like yeah we i know grew that, up with Yeah, <laughs> but with, yeah but with Korean cinema I was like how am I not watching more of this? You know, like when we were exposed to the films and not just current ones, like old, Way back. old films. Way back. Yeah. Oh my God. It is one of the best, like, like industries there are. Like it's so, so amazing. And I, and I feel like from that, I was like, I need to expose myself to like films that not just like Squid Game, you know, <laughs> which we love. We all love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all love. But like, I really want to like, get myself exposed to, like, different cultures, different, um, and different industries, whether it's a Japanese film, you know, maybe not bestiality, (laughs) well, that was a little bit too much, It it was an American film, was, it was... It was too much. Oh my god, yeah. So, yeah, now I want to watch, like, Alice in Borderland, which is still a bit commercial, (laughs) but I feel like not as as Squid Game. But you get my point. Like, I I think that, like, being... Once you just fall into the hole of just watching one film that's not a Marvel movie. Not a Marvel movie. (laughs) Like not a marvel (laughs) movie you would be like ah wow there's a very very big pool um of filmmakers out there that deserve so much more light to them like you know i feel like film is not just for the film buffs it's for people like us also who just love watching film and can appreciate a storyline can appreciate visuals and i think like the generation's getting smarter and smarter with like you know all our social media platforms (laughs) people Mm -hmm. are understanding more and more like what goes behind a film and like appreciating the value of like the cinematography maybe a little bit more for us because we're media students but yeah i think definitely i will like you've sold me i i genuinely will actually like go and find like one of the movies i'll pick for me to watch what is your favorite movie being screened
1: oh um okay there was this mexico film called um shooting the Tiger. oh no no um wait oh my god i can't remember my films shooting the mafia an italy film but the mexico one it was about um we're not afraid of the tiger yeah, and it was just a very interesting... Um, it was just an interesting film. The reason why I was sold... I haven't watched it yet, by the way, but I'm going to watch it, and why I was so sold, because the director actually cast it. Um, she went to the streets of Mexico, just took a bunch of children living on the streets and said, like, hey, do you want to act on my film? And and what there was no script. So she just filmed these kids going through life as it is, and it was talking about the, the drug situation in Mexico and, and how these kids navigate in a space where it's so scary and and she incorporates this element of surrealism. so she has like cartoon drawings and stuff and she puts these kids in the, the the in in the spot literally and be like okay how do you how how what would you do if this thing happened and the kids just react and she she films it and that's the whole film but i was just the method itself was like that is so cool you know this these kids are not like child actors these kids are real kids and and that that will make the film even the the real the realism of it it's it's gonna just hit you when you watch it, you know, because of the way the ma- the, the director like approached it. So I guess um we're not afraid of tiger is something that I really wanna watch. Um the Italy one shooting the mafia, it's a documentary style. I'm not I wouldn't say it's my cup of tea because it's interesting because it's about shooting the mafia, right? You would think like shooting the mafia, but it's actually shooting the mafia. So shout out
0: to... Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you- Wait, I guess it's a podcast. You can't see what yeah, she's I- doing, but she <laughs> she's doing like the camera, like shooting. <laughs> oh my god, I just registered. And I was like, no one's gonna know what you're saying. But yes filming the filming mafia that. that's so interesting though i've always wanted to know more about the mafia and like like it's always such a like secretive word i would lo- i would honestly watch that because i really oh, do enjoy documentaries okay okay and especially like especially like uh uh thrillers or like real life stuff it, you know there was this okay random like documentary mm-hmm. about the girl in her basement oh my gosh i'm not sure so oh it's messed up like i won't even go into it because it's so messed up but um yeah, so like I I watched the film first, which was so bad, but then I watched Wait, the documentary, she... and I was like, but I could not sleep like, oh my <laughs> for the gosh. next few nights. I was like, what. Yeah, but I anyway. Point being, I really like documentaries, and I've been really watching a lot more. So I think I would watch that one. It's the mafia a female, and it's so it's, by, it's
1: behind the lens of a female photojournalist. So it's like a female. Oh,
0: we love going it. through this. Love to see shooting
1: it. mafias literally while mafias were shooting around, shooting other people. Yeah, it was. It's a. <laughs> I
0: always wonder, like, how journalists do that. Like, right? How do they not get shot? They put their life and online, how do they just yeah. be like, I am taking photos. Don't mind me. What I don't get it, but yeah, okay. That that's definitely the one she I'm gonna watch. So why don't you tell me all the like available lucky draws that there oh, are? Yes. Your merch, please. Okay. promote yourself. Yes,
1: yes. So um, we are selling our merch. We have a tote bag. The bag is really like big, by the way, and I think that's it's good. It's 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 bigger than I expected. So it's a slightly bigger tote bag that you can get, and then you can get a shirt. We have we are selling it in two colors. Yeah, so that's the merch side. Um. What else? Oh, yes, Lucky Draw. So, if you head to our Instagram, which is wkwsei.perspectivesfilmfest, it's a long... I will (laughs) tag. I will tag. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is a mouthful, yeah. So, yeah, if you go to our Instagram... (laughs) We'll be tagging. If you go to our Instagram, you can see there's actually two Lucky Draws that's ongoing right now. The first one is, you can win yourself a Lumos um, projector, which everyone wants right now, you can have an actual projector. You know, in the in your comfort of it, you can watch, you can watch our films with that projector. And um, the second one is a Prism Plus game monitor, which is for all those gamer girls and gamer boys. You know, all the people who play games. Like the Prism Plus game monitor might be something that you wanna get but that one you need to take your, you need to take a selfie with our mirrors which is around NTU campus so that's a little tricky yeah so that one if you're an NTU student you can drop by you can try to spot our mirrors at either the Weekend Week School or HSS we have one at North Spine also so if I'm not wrong but yeah it's in, in it's around um the campus but the projector one it's a easy it's an easy thing it's just a, it's really a lucky joy just tag three other people Follow the follow Lumos, follow us, and then you might stand a chance to win our projector. Yeah, and also we have we also curated Spotify playlists that that.
0: Yeah, what is that yeah. like? What do you mean? So
1: we have a total of ten films, right? Minus the Prophet and the space which we were not screening, but the playlists that we could we we curated, they all fit the vibe of all the film, uh, all the films that we are, we're all that we are showcasing. And we also have this um, segment that my ancillary events actually did, which was a really cute idea. And it's like a trilogy. It's called Spill the Beans, where they went around interviewing Singaporeans to, to share their wackiest confessions. And let me tell you, wacky confessions, okay? It was really weird and wacky. They talked about their yeah, experience with teachers, eh, <laughs> dating apps. Oh my
0: god! So that's a bit
1: juicy, a little bit interesting, a bit WTF on on like on the streets mm-hmm. of Singapore, and we we captured a bit of that. So that's a uh, podcast style on Spotify as well. It's called Spill the Beans.
0: That's amazing. That's really really amazing. Like what you guys are doing this year. It's, yeah. Like, having a freaking podcast is no joke. Like, doing that and, and interviewing people on the street. I am going to listen to that <laughs> on the car, in the car later when I'm going for dinner. Like, actually, I'm going to listen to it. I love, I love <laughs> the word on the street style thing. It's things, so, like, like... Like, confessions. Yeah, yeah, confession kind. <laughs> and because it's a podcast, like, people would be more willing to share because they people don't know who they are, think, so. Yeah. I'll be listening. But is there anything else that you want to plug for uh, PFF? Um, I'm looking at the list. Yeah, also. see
1: Mm, I, no just just remember that it's airing now till 31st you know it's a good halloween oh yeah how do people get the tickets oh oh, oh just head to our website <laughs> and we'll it'll be there okay. just head to Com, and yeah you can purchase
0: perfect get the
1: bundles i think the bundles are more worth it so it's three films at a cheaper price and you can just binge watch it nice
0: so i always ask my guests what would you like to leave the listeners with could be anything.
1: Oh, um. Okay, I would say since on the topic on like films and cinema, right? I think it's good to recognize that cinema is a form of luxury. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a form of luxury that that we have and and having that that open mindedness to try out different things. I think that's something that we all should do. And I'm just so grateful that perspectives taught me that. You know, that alternate voices, that challenging and going through um seeing. Uh, of uh, having a chance to see and hear different world views, I think that's something that it's, it's an incredible thing and, and having diverse options and that's what indie films is about is that alternate view, right? So just seeing it in a different POV I think that's the biggest takeaway that I want listeners to to give it a try just, just try to experience a different point of view sometime, yeah
0: Oh, I love that that's such a, I've never <laughs> seen it that way where film is a luxury, I think that's such a that's such a great way to put it because you're right. Not every first, of all, not everyone has access, and that exactly. now that you do, give something else a shot. You know, give some yeah. another viewpoint yeah. a shot. Um, that's been great. It's been great having Thank you, so you much, here, also. <laughs> of course. It's oh so my god, fun. I'm so happy you reached out. I can't wait to see how well PFF does. Congrats on your opening Thank day. You. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure everything will. Anyway, it's already sold out. Even if there's like a few <laughs> more seats, it'll properly be sold out on thirty first. But yes, all the best for PFF. Please check it out, and that's it for today's episode. Thank
1: you. Oh my gosh, i manifested my
0: dream <laughs> to appear in stage's oh podcast. God. Just putting out there. You're so funny. All right, <laughs> thank you. Bye.